today I just want to show you how to be loud with your faith. Hallelujah. And I will do it from the perspective of the power of utterance. The power of utterance. Hallelujah. I just want to show you how important it is to speak. The world as we know it is as a result of utterance. Did you know that? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, you know, hallelujah, the whole world has, has been framed, or we understand by faith that it has been framed by the word of God. If God never uttered a word, if God never expressed, listen to me, if God never expressed his thoughts, the world as we know it today will not exist. In other words, utterance is the expressions of what's in our thoughts. Amen. We are living in a society whereby, buddy, don't play all your cards, keep it in your chest. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, keep your thoughts to yourself. Keep your ideas to yourself. Keep what you are planning to yourself. And I'm here to say, if you're in a habit of doing that, you might end up living an unfulfilled life. In other words, a life whereby nothing has come to pass. Because if something is in your heart and it comes to God, don't even waste any other minute. Begin talking about it. Begin saying it. Because Yeah, you'll see what, where I'm going. So the world as we know it today, it is as a result of utterance. So if God had the attitude that we have today, the attitude of keeping our thoughts in our heart, has, Nothing, nothing will exist. Yeah. And, and maybe I might just put it this way. Yeah. You, you, you youngsters, you kids who like to keep your thoughts to yourself, you are driving yourself deep into depression. Yeah. You, want to, you, want to, you want to get out of situations. It's time to learn to express what is inside. You need to learn to talk. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Amen. So the world as we know it today is as a result of the utterances God has made. The Bible says, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void, and there was the Spirit of the Lord was hovering upon the surface of the waters, and so forth, and God was not happy because there was darkness, and what did God decide to do? He spoke. He said, how did he dispel darkness? Did he, no, no, let's talk properly. Did he strategize? Did he plan? Did he call a conference? Did he, did, did he do all those things? No, the Bible says what he did, he began to utter what he wanted to see. The Bible says, he said, let there be light. You might still be walking in darkness because you are failing to speak what you want to see. You might be failing to get the promotion because you are failing to speak what is in your heart. What if it's a hardly? That's where the problem is. Because if it is of faith, you should know it will happen so you can confidently say it. And God said, let there be light. And you have to speak what you want to say. Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. Here is a secret from God. Jesus. That what has been done by God is because he spoke it. 
When he spoke, it was done. And when he commanded, it stood fast. Now, remember the Bible says, I am created in the image and in the likeness of God. Do you know that, right? You are created in the image and in the likeness of God. What does that mean? It means also you can operate the way God operates. So if God created everything by speaking, and then everything stood when he commanded, it means that should be our model for doing things. Faith is audible. Faith has a sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith has a sound. What I'm saying, faith is expressed through words. We spoke about faith and prayer. You pray with words. You don't pray silently. If faith can be silenced, it means, if it can be silenced, it means you must speak. Because now the biggest enemy you're going to have is yourself. You'll be regulating yourself. You'll be silencing your own faith. Not the enemy. The enemy can't do anything about it. So you begin to realize your biggest enemy ends up being you. Amen. I wrote here for you. Words remain the most creative force on earth. Words most often precedes the manifestation. So there is no manifestation without words. Words of faith are succeeded by natural manifestation of the supernatural. And we call that a miracle. In other words, you'll never see miracles in your life unless you speak. If you want to see things that are supernatural in your life, you have to speak. You must say, I want my sight back. I like that other guy. But what must I do for you? I want my sight back. You have to speak. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You understand? So you have to speak that. Amen. All right. Words spoken by God have an impact on our beliefs. Right? And words spoken by us, like the words you speak, have an impact on your destiny because you speak on the basis of your belief. Are you still with me? Right, now let's get into Mark chapter 5, verse 27 so that we can conclude quickly. Hallelujah. Verse 27 says, when she had had, right? Hold it there. The Bible says this woman had suffered many things for over 12 years. You know the story, isn't it? Preachers have really explained that for 12 years, she suffered, she struggled, and she could not get better, meaning her situation was getting worse and worse. Every time she tried to rise up, they pulled her down. You know, every time she tried to move on, they pulled her back, isn't it? Every time she tried to get well, Somebody was on her way. So she could not get better for 12 years. But the Bible says, go verse 27. When she had, right? When she had of Jesus. When she had of Jesus. I'm emphasizing here. I'm going to repeat. When she had of Jesus. When she had of Jesus. Something happened. Are you still with me? Amen. You know, what you hear about Jesus, 
is either going to alter your life positively or negatively. It's either way. The point is when she had. Can I tell you now, she was not the only one that had about Jesus. Can I tell you now today, you are not the only one who's hearing about Jesus. Can I tell you now, you are not the only one hearing the word of God. But the Bible says when she had of Jesus, something was set in motion. Let me get ahead of myself because of time. When you hear, there's a very clear distinction between hearing and listening. Listening requires attention. I'm guilty as church. I don't give attention when people talk. And I'm fine like that. But I can hear. Hearing requires discernment. Hearing requires discernment. In other words, requires judgment. You need to have the capacity. I'm talking now. Am I talking to somebody in the church? I'm saying to you, hearing requires the capacity to make judgment right there and then. You don't have to be too slow to hear. Listening, you need to pay attention. Hearing, there's a lot of noise and everything, but you can still hear and make a judgment that that's the voice of God or that is the voice of man or that is the devil or that is you or, 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 or that is a goat, whatever. Right there and there, right there and there, you can make a judgment. And two, once you have done the assignment, you can also make another judgment that this is a word for me. If I'm talking to somebody, somebody should say, hallelujah. Ay, ay, ay. Somebody's missing the point here. Here's the point. The reason why it is a greater skill to hear. Because right there and there, you are able to see whether this is for you or for not for you. And once you have made the decision that is not for you, it does not require your attention. Hallelujah. And this is a dynamic process, a dynamic process, a dynamic process. Hallelujah. Let me show you, like, uh, to use me as an example. I might not be giving you the attention, but I could be hearing you. And what happens many years later, you see me implementing what you said while you thought I was not listening. So this woman had... She heard what others did not hear. Even all of them heard about Jesus. They all heard about Jesus. But because of her ability to judge at that point in time, maybe it came because of the 12 years of struggling. I don't know how she came to that level. But when she came, when she heard about Jesus, something moved in her. While others were not being moved by what she, uh, about what they had. So others heard about what Jesus did. They heard about him, but nothing was moved. Now, in this sermon, you are hearing what I'm saying, and you are not being moved. But I am saying something, and somebody is hearing it, and they are moving because they, he, this 
inherent ability in them to make that judgment that, ah, here is that word. They make a connection that this is the moment for the breakthrough. Hallelujah. So you need to be able to discern. She heard about Jesus. And when she heard about Jesus, she began to connect the dots. That's another skill you need to develop as a child of God. When you hear about Jesus, you need to connect that with the promise of God. You need to connect the promise of God with your current reality. You need to connect the current reality with the promised reality from Scripture. And right there and there, you make a decision if you are going to rise up from your situation or not. Because you will hear about him, but because you are failing to connect things, what you hear does not work for you. Because she heard about Jesus. She connected it to her breakthrough. And she said, this one, the way he's so powerful, she said to herself, I just need to touch a fringe of her clothing and I'll be healed. Are we still there? Hallelujah. Anyway, so it's what she had, first of foremost. Two is this. Verse 27, she heard the reports about Jesus and came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. She was not allowed to go out there. She was not allowed. They've preached about that, you know that. But what she had altered her world altered her cognitive framework if you want to. Because she had a model of doing things before. Let me repeat that. She had her own cognitive way of doing things. And this is how she did things. She will have money, go to the experts, and the experts will fail, and she will raise a little bit more capital, isn't it? And she go to better experts, And the Bible says 12 years later, she had spent all she had. In other words, she had a way of doing things. Hallelujah. But now, in this situation, after she heard about Jesus, she had to do what could not be done in her times that people in her condition could not go and touch a priest. They should not even get closer to a man of God. Because she was perceived as unclean. Are you still with me? But, but because of how she framed what she had, she took the risk. And may I say to you today, when you hear about Jesus, what risk are you willing to take? What steps of faith are you willing to take when you hear about Jesus? Because hearing about Jesus is not just becoming a person who comes to church every Sunday. This must alter your life. Amen Amen and glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Now verse 28 reads as follows. Amen. 
For she said, listen to this. For she said, ah, kibonadi miss calling here. Kibata umong aitswari. She had. Now she says. Oh, for we had and we spoke. Psalms 116, by the way. I spoke because I had. That's what the psalmist says. Then she, 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 this is what it's saying in God 28. For she said. I don't know what your translation says. Psalm says she thought to herself. But maybe I might just remind you. Your thoughts and what you say, they are one. We say out of the abundance what is in our heart. We talk from the abundance of our mind. Amen. Amen. So whatever you think is what you say. For she said, if I touch but the clothes, I shall be made whole. Amen. Amen. I'm here to say to you, when you hear about Jesus, your cycle of suffering must be interrupted. Amen. 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 You can't hear about Jesus and you heard properly. Who hears what I'm saying? Amen. Your cycle of suffering should be interrupted. Amen. 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 So we can all hear the same word. But if you understood the way I explained hearing and listening attentively, when you have that discernment and you can connect the dots, your cycle of suffering should be interrupted. You should have a way of taking what you hear about Jesus and personalizing it and taking it and running with it despite what others are saying. Others will be giving you theology and classes and all lessons in Greek and Hebrew. Well, not you know what? I'm, uh, it's none of my business. I just, this is what I had. And you see results. And guess what? You can't argue with the results. Who hears what I'm trying to say? Yeah, tanda or tandi. If I'm a results are corner, you can't argue with them. Amen. If they say healing is not for today, fine, we don't argue with them. But if you are like me, you get uh, Isaiah 53, uh, is it verse 5 or verse 6 there? You, you take it, verse 6, isn't it? And, uh, and then you, you, you embrace it, you run with it, and then you get results. Who's right? Are you going to still going to theologize, uh, theologize it, or you are just going to say, yes, Benzale? There are times whereby we say, we don't know how to explain this thing theologically, but all we know, it works. Amen. Glory to Jesus. And guess what? Do I want to be theologically right or I want to live God's best life here on earth? I want to live the life of God here on earth. Amen. That's all I want. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If, if others are saying we are born sinners, we'll die in our sins and so forth. And I see a verse that says, I have been made right by the blood of Jesus. And suddenly I, I, I get out of sin. I, I, I stop smoking. I stop drinking. I stop humanizing. I stop sleeping. I stop, I stop, I stop. And I become a righteous person. Who's right? Amen. Amen. So the question is, what are you hearing with respect to your challenges today? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Two. Remember, 
Faith is a result of what you hear. Romans 10, verse 17. Amen. Amen. I'm going to verse 28 just now. Matthew 8, 20, uh, verse 8 says, The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof. What? But speak the word only. He wanted, he, he wanted to hear. He wanted to hear. Hallelujah. And my servant shall be healed. So what you hear is moderated by your ability to discern and to connect the dots on the basis of the promises of God. Amen. Did I miss anyone there? What you hear is moderated by your ability to discern and to connect the dots on the basis of the promises of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So unless you successfully connect what you hear, which is the promises of God, to your current reality, which is uh, your current reality, you will remain, rather faith will remain a theological term to you. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Amen. All right. I'm rushing against time here. Amen. All right. All right. In closing, Mark 5.28. We are still on the same book. It says here, for she said, if I touch even his garments, I'll be made well. What we say to ourselves impacts our minds and uh, impacts our cognitive framework. You find a person, right? I'm talking to some of you or to most of you, who can relate to people. Do you know what is the biggest problem they have? Should I tell you? Should I tell you? Is their utterances, is their inability to express themselves, is their inability to speak. Because relationships are on the basis of communication. Miss <laughs> Cole. I mean, if you have nothing in common to discuss, why are you friends? Because relationships are on the basis of what you talk about. In other words, relationships are about what you speak. Relationships are about what you utter. Amen. Amen? So, so now, your relationship with God is on the basis of what you utter. But it's also on the basis of what he utters. That is why she heard, right? What God says, that's one. Jesus, uh, the, 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 the man here says, just say the word, my, my child, uh, rather my servant shall be made well. You know why? Because this thing can only connect when God speaks and when you speak. It is one part of the puzzle when God has spoken. There is another part that is required is for you to talk. So now most of us, we are living in a dimension where God has spoken, but we don't want to do our part where we speak. Two can walk together unless they agree. The last time I checked for us to agree, we need to talk. Hallelujah. Amen. We have to be in agreement. And if you are close to me or you relate to me, you know I will make you repeat the things I have said. I, I know. Okay, I hear you that you're saying you heard me. Can you repeat what I said? I just want to make sure we are on the same frame of mind. And not, not everybody wants to do that. Yeah. And I'm saying, and I just want to be sure, sure, sure. You know why? Because, but Osaina, yeah. but Osaina, no, you sure, 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 you agree. How's <laughs> Lorin? 
I repeat until you open up your mouth. Some of you, you know, Momo Kerekei. Because I want to know what have you captured. Because as soon as you speak, I'm able to say, oh no, they didn't get me, let me repeat. What we say to ourselves will impact our minds and our framework, of course, cognitively. And our cognitive framework has an impact on how we go about our lives. The way you live your life every day is impacted by your framework. Hallelujah. In other words, your cognitive framework determines how you go about your life. Hallelujah. You come to church on a Sunday because in your framework, now you understand that uh, you can't forsake the coming together of the saints. In your framework, you now understand that a Christian must give. In your framework, you understand that a Christian must love. In your framework, you understand that a Christian must serve, isn't it? So then that's how you begin to live your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But you must say it. Amen. In other words, all I was trying to say to you, what we hear and say will generate the life of faith. So be careful what you hear. Have discernment. Should I repeat that? Have discernment. Be able to judge right there and there if it's for you. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Do other things. Amen. But if it's for you, don't overprocess it. Run with it. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Verse 34 says, And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. If she never said, she will not have had faith. In other words, faith is hidden. Behind your words. In other words, your words carry the force of faith. So, speak it. Say it out there. They can't silence what you are, your, uh, uh, your faith, isn't it? Say it that I'm going to stay in a suburb. In the name of Jesus. Say it. Say it. I am going to be married. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Say that of faith. Say what you want to see. Kuluma. Hallelujah. Say it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And say it. I won't die in my sins. I will die a righteous person. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it and say, I won't die a womanizer. You must say that. Amen. I will never die poor. Hallelujah. You know why? If you don't want to say that, it's because you, you believe deep down in your heart that you are going to die poor. So my encouragement to you today. What God puts in your heart, say it. If it rubs them wrong, none of your business. It was not for them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The power of life and death is where? In the tongue. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? And now, just to finish up the issue here, relationships. I said relationships really are based on the issue here, what we say, how we talk. So your relationship with the word is determined. By what you say. 
Amen. The Bible says, what makes people righteous? What comes from within. In other words, what you say, what you utter, what prospers people, what What is within. So what you say is what's going to cleanse you, is what's going to prosper you, is what's going to heal you. What comes, because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. Hallelujah. So we speak out of what's inside here. And what's inside here determines our destiny, determines our altitudes in life. Hallelujah. This woman, this woman did not get healed when she showed up to Jesus, when she touched the fringe of his garment. She got healed when she decided to to relate with God by speaking back. And she said to herself, I shall be made well. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Stand up. Let me tell you now in closing. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'll tell you now one of my favorite stories is found in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16. When you go there, right, you'll find an amazing young man, David, around, at that time apparently was about 16 years old. A giant used to come out and defies the armies of the Lord, right? Men of war, giants like both Saul, they will shiver, they'll get afraid when this giant spoke, he will defy the armies of the Lord. You know for how long? At least 40 days. He says for 40 days, Goliath came out and he spoke and he spoke whatever he spoke and they will shiver, they'll be afraid. Let me teach you something. The enemy is not silent. The enemy is talking. If you are going to defeat him, play, play him at his level. Talk also. You need to talk. Hallelujah. And, and, and then he came and he said the things he said. And they were all afraid for 40 days. Until a young man who had something in him. Had. At Utinlo. And then he had discernment. And right there and there, he connected. He said, what's the reward? I don't know. I'll do this thing. They took him to the king. The king was not convinced, wanted to help him. That was fine. Eventually, he took his five stones and his sling. Hallelujah. All Christians, you know what they represent, isn't it? The Psyche Fivefold Ministry, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently, faith has five words, uh, alphabets, letters. Is that correct? Yeah, now yeah, I want to go with that one. Hallelujah. He, t- he took his alphabet, the faith. He stood up there. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. But that's not the point. The point is he went and he faced the giant. You want to know how he defeated him? You are thinking about the stone that hit him, no? When the giant spoke and he said, today I'm going to humiliate you, young man. When David got the opportunity to speak back, he says, you come against me with the sword and everything. I come against you in the name. I'm reminded of the woman when she heard about Jesus, the name. I come in the name of of the Lord, of the armies of Israel that you have defied. Are today this is what's going to happen. Are I am going to kill you, I am going to chop off your head, but not only that, your men are going to be a feast for the vultures. The giant was defeated already. 
Hallelujah. And glory to By the time he threw the rock, the, the, the battle was already won because it was won by what he said. Hallelujah. And that is why by the time he took the shot, it was a shot of confidence. It was a shot that is meant to strike where it's supposed to strike. So what I'm trying to say, when you tell yourself, this is what I'm going to achieve, this is what I'm going to do, you are not going to miss. Amen. Amen. When you tell yourself you are going to pass with flying colors, I can tell you now, flying colors are yours for the taking. Hallelujah. When you tell yourself you are passing record time, record time passing is for you. When you, you have to believe. Amen. 